0: Welcome to the Book of Mormon podcast, where it's all about uncovering questions, thoughts, and discoveries in your own personal Book of Mormon study. I know it seems crazy, but for over four years, I've been writing out the Book of Mormon, word for word, sentence by sentence, paragraph by paragraph. It's amazing what we can learn when we slow down and give space for personal revelation and insights beyond our normal reading pace. I'm Susan Gardner, a convert, a cyclist, and a Zuma to eight amazing grandkids. Come with me as we unveil new perspectives and understanding as I continue to write out the Book of Mormon. Hello, everybody. I'm your host, Susan Gardner, and you're listening to Writing the Book of Mormon podcast, season two, episode 10. After a rather long and strange year, I recently logged the 6,000th mile pedaling my bike. For some, that number is mind-blowing other riders may have tallied a bigger number than that, but for a middle-of-the-road cyclist like me, that's a lot of miles. As I kind of made this known on social media, I got a few kudos on Strava and a few likes on Facebook, but to be real, mostly this is an accomplishment that other people don't know about or think much about, and that's okay with me, because I know ultimately we've all just got to keep plugging along and continue doing our best, whether those people around us acknowledge it or not. On a close-up and more personal level, the idea to keep plugging along and doing our best is a huge concept for me. While writing out the Book of Mormon, I think about how many times I've written the phrase and words referring to a group of unnamed people, such as the church, believers, the righteous, the they, them, and theirs. When I write out words like these and give space to really consider who these people were— I can't help but want to focus the proverbial microscope a little tighter and take a little closer look. I want to know more about the day-to-day ordinary people in the Book of Mormon. You know, I'm talking about the kind of people that aren't necessarily well-known in those Sunday school classes, but the kind of people like you and me that keep trying to do their best. I want to know their names and follow them around and see how they lived and what motivated them to make the decisions they did. It must not have been easy to hang faithful during tough times, but they did it. Those people that kept on plugging, I want to know about them. As you know by now, I'm a person keen on cycling. I really love it. Well, mostly I love it. Okay, let me tell you about a long steep hill about 40 minutes from here I don't like so much. In fact, there isn't anything about it that I like except when it's over with. To make myself perfectly clear here, That's my only favorite thing about this hill, is when I'm finished with it. This particular climb is occasionally put on a century training route I ride, usually after you've pedaled 30 miles and climbed a couple thousand feet already. Thanks a lot. In the beginning of this route, your group had to decide whether or not to go up the hill or around it. Sometimes you'd make that decision just as the hill loomed before you in the distance. This route must be popular in the summer months because to make matters worse, the weather always seems to be hot. Often the group would split up, some going around, others going up. I remember the first time I decided to go up the hill. As others in the group veered off to take the route around the hill, they offered words of kind encouragement like, Good luck! And suckers! I smiled and thought they were funny. As I made my way up, I thought, This isn't so bad, I can do this. But after pedaling about a mile or two up the hill i thought okay this isn't funny i began to feel uncomfortable my legs hurt and my heart and lungs began to be taxed i was sweaty and hot but i could still hang i'd tell myself between labored breathing don't panic you've got this however i found the longer i kept at it the wearier i felt i remember thinking man this is harder than i thought how much more to go before i reach the top i'll tell you it's fun riding my bike and socializing with my friends But now climbing up the hill, after each turn of the pedal, I began questioning what I was doing and more importantly, why I was doing it. As the pain continued to grow and the fun rapidly evaporated, I'm a little embarrassed to tell you, I began entertaining the thought of stopping. I started thinking about, you know, quitting. I began to seriously consider my choices. Let's see, choice one was go back where I came from. With the traffic wisdom by me, I soon realized to turn the bike around and go downhill would be a going against traffic. That would be too dangerous. Okay, maybe I could get down the other way. With the busy road as it was, and me going slow as I was, I realized there was no safe way to cross to the other side. So much for choice number one. Choice two. This was simple. Unclip and stop. It was clear stopping would bring much desired relief of the pain I was feeling, but where would I be then? I'd be stuck on the side of a steep hill with nowhere to go. There goes choice two. After I realized those choices weren't feasible, I quickly reached the conclusion I actually only had two viable options. Option one would be getting off the bike, walk with uncomfortable cleated cycling shoes while pushing my bike to the top. All the while, others in my group, still on their bikes, would pass me by. This walking your bike option was commonly known to my cycling group as... The walk of shame. Okay, option two. Stay clipped into the pedals, continue to hurt, fight through the pain, and while gasping for air, reach the top. In my mind, neither option was so great. I decided to stay on the bike, avoid the uncomfortable and humiliating walk, and continue to the top. Pain and all. I've climbed that hill many times since. Each time it was hot, the fun evaporated, and I'd fight the urge to quit. But as I continued to face the challenge of climbing the hill, I learned many new things. The biggest lesson I learned was this. Stop being surprised at the pain climbing the hill caused. It occurred to me I had to just sit in the pain. I needed to expect it. Embrace the fact that this was going to hurt and that that was okay because odds were I would make it to the top and not die trying. I've discovered over the years getting to the top of difficult climbs aren't ever going to be painless. This applies to similar difficult experiences we have here in mortality. You should expect to be uncomfortable, question your motives, and be tempted to quit. I've learned if our goal is to get to the top of any difficult situation, we must keep plugging. I want to be like that day-to-day, they, them, and theirs in the Book of Mormon. They kept plugging... They chose to keep pedaling even though it was hard and it hurt. I'm not sure how many miles I'll log in my bike in the future, but I've discovered staying in that saddle and turning those pedals will always get me to where I want to be. At the top. It's not important to discover it first. It's more important to discover it for yourself. Slow pace gives space. If you like this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend who also loves the Book of Mormon. And if you're on Facebook, be sure to like our page and join our community. You type in writing the Book of Mormon discussion group. This will keep you up to date and current with new topics and conversations surrounding our study. I do appreciate you and I hope you have an amazing day.